0: I cry. Ship ahoy. Once again, we say welcome aboard. It's good to be with you at this time, Brother Munn speaking. Our program here called the Mariner's Call. This old Mariner by the grace of God, oh the Lord took me off of an old boat years ago. Oh, out of the Gulf of Mexico, the harvesting of the food of heaven. And not only do I have an opportunity to yeah, fish for fish. All but the call after God's saving grace to fish for men. So as Director of Fishers of Men Ministries International, our blessing to be with you. And as far as our program, I hope it can be of strength, encouragement, building to you. If you do not know the Savior as yet, that God might give you this desire to seek. My friend, if you will seek, I promise you, in truth you shall Fine. If you ever like to correspond with us, you can do so. We're as easy as the keyboard there for the old computer. Uh, whatever means of communication you have there, it's just F-O-M-M dot, that period, F-O-M-M dot O-R-G. That'll bring you directly to us here at Fishers of Men Ministries International. Have you ever had, if you had a word jump off the page for you? You know, I enjoy reading the Bible, and reading the Bible every once in a while, some of it will get real to you, and then sometimes a word will just jump off the page and kind of jump in right in front of your eyes, and then you'll begin to just, what, I I get into running what we call rabbit trails. You said, what is that? Well, way away from the verse I've got, because I've seen something in there that's a little bit different. I find this in the book of Acts, Acts chapter 17, Acts chapter 17, the writer of course, is the Apostle Paul, he finds himself in Athens. And here is, he's in front of uh, the philosophers and uh, men of noted ability here in Athens. And as far as this city is concerned, he tells them that they, they're guilty of idolatry. They, they're too superstitious. And it says in verse 21, trying to destri- uh, describe who these Athenians were and what they liked. It says, for all the Athenians and strangers which were there spent their time in nothing else but either to tell or to hear some new thing. What? It says they they spent their time in nothing else, either to tell or to hear some new thing. Boy, they would have liked the news channel would they not? <laughs> just, I mean, just daily new, just hearing some things that was new that they hadn't heard the day before or something going on. They, they like new thing. N-E-W. just sort of jumped off at me. New things. Now, that's not my job here to present to you multitudes of new things, but only as I find these in the Bible. This is a good study. The word new is in the Bible many times, over 150 times, 131 verses there. And I, I could just spend a half a year. I could spend... Six months talking about new mercies and new moons and new ropes and new swords and new corn, new bottles, new wine, what, new names, a new earth, a new heaven, a new gate, a new spirit, a new heart. But what I want to do uh, at this particular time, one of you listening to our program, catching morning, noon, and night, something, something new that directly affects us that we can thank the Lord for. And you know, you know what I find? Oh, I find in the book of Matthew, Matthew chapter 28, Jesus is with the 12, and he's having what we would call communion with them. And, and he talked about, he, he talked about uh, the cup, and he said, this is, the, this is my blood, the blood of the New Testament. Well, what's, what's that again? The New Testament. My Bible is divided into two different sections. There is an Old Testament and a New Testament. But I tell you what, I thank God for the New Testament. We think about the New Testament reveals Christ, the giver of eternal life, the forgiver of sins, full and complete salvation, a coming resurrection and rapture. Then while the Old Testament pictures Christ, the New Testament reveals him. I'll be honest with you. My recommendation to new converts as we win people to Christ is to get them into the New Testament. And uh, I I, I love to uh, provoke them to read about four pages of the Bible every day. And what they can do, they can read the New Testament through four times in one year. And in reading the New Testament over and over and over again, I'm telling you, it'll change your life. It'll be new every morning for you. The New Testament is just so different from the Old. The Old Testament places burdens upon men. The New Testament, it brings liberty and sets men free. Under the Old Testament, there's no rest or perfect peace. Under the New Testament, we enjoy both rest and perfect peace in Christ. The Old Testament gave commands and laws. The New Testament gives promises and grace. The Old Testament was temporal. The New Testament is eternal. The Old Testament was weak through the flesh. The New Testament is mighty through the Spirit. Under the Old Testament, the people of God returned again and again to offer sacrifice. Under the New Testament, one sacrifice, all once, never to be repeated, brings saving grace without works. The Old Testament was legal. The New Testament is gracious. The Old Testament was earthly. The New Testament is heavenly. The Old Testament was to Israel, God's chosen people. The New Testament is for whosoever will. That has to do with all who believe. I rejoice and thank God that I can open my Bible. And there is a New Testament there. Historically, he's in the Gospels. Doctrinally, he's there in the Epistles. Prophetically, he's there in the book of Revelation. I can live in light of the New Testament victoriously. In fact, in 2 Corinthians chapter 3 and verse 6, the writer there says that we're able ministers of the New Testament. Not the Old Testament now, but of the New Testament. You know what happened? In reading the New Testament, and what I've found in the New Testament, uh, you know, well, let me go back to the book of Acts, Acts chapter 17. Here the writer and the apostle is talking to, uh, once again, certain philosophers here at, uh, at Athens. And uh, these people say something to him like this, because he preaches to them Jesus and the resurrection. And these people were just guilty of idolatry. And he talks to them about Jesus and the grace of God. Only Christ. Christ is the only way. He's the perfect sacrifice. And you know what these people say? They say this, and they took him. It says, and they said, May we know what new Doctrine whereof thou speakest is what now? In the New Testament, what do you find? New doctrine. You know what's wrong with religion today? Its doctrine is all wrong. You said, why? Because a lot of religions base their doctrines out of the Old Testament. Ah, the Old Testament is wonderful. Oh, we think about the law. Ah, the law was given to bring us to Christ, the New Testament that we might be justified by faith. What do we find in the New Testament? Oh, we find our beliefs, new doctrine. In our text, in Acts chapter 17, here's a man who's actually gone fanatical on the grace of God. To get Paul out of the Old Testament, God had to sort of knock him off his mode of transportation, put his face in the ground, you know, and speak to him directly. Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? Saul says, who are you? I am Jesus. Oh, we know, we, we know as we think about the deity of Jesus Christ, we know who Jesus is, does he not? Or do we not? I'm Jesus whom thou persecutest. And I tell you, when Paul got up, Paul obeyed the Lord, followed him. We think about what God did to this, uh, you know, changed his name from Saul to Paul. And my friend, he just went, went wild on what we call the grace of God. He talked about the dispensation of grace, salvation by grace, justification by grace, peace through grace, strength in grace, riches in grace, grace sufficient. And he told people how they could be partakers of this grace. And it's through Jesus Christ. Boy, isn't it good to have the New Testament? All these Athenians, what they heard, it was new. Didn't help them at all, you know, outside of what Paul brought them. All but the New Testament. And the things I find therein. I read the New Testament because I want to believe right. I hear beliefs that are just so weird and so wild most of the time they're not even you know they they do not even find their root in the bible but in the new testament we find our beliefs and you know what happened to me all oh, just many many years ago what took place somebody with a new testament and with new doctrine this doctrine of grace magnified the grace of god before me and you know what it drew me to jesus christ we think about the gospel Oh, Jesus said, if I be lifted up, I'll draw all men unto me. Oh, we think about salvation by grace. The Savior, the Savior alone, held before me. Uh, that perfect sacrifice, that finished work. There was a time in my heart that I just said, I believe. I believe. I believe. And you know what God did? God made me all oh, this person from the New Testament that talked to me about this new grace. It came. This this truth became, oh, began to live in me. What Second Corinthians six sixteen talks about? What salvation is? It's Christ in me, the hope of glory. And you know what God did? He made me a new creature. You know, isn't that wonderful? You know, did you turn over a new leaf? Nope, sure didn't. Uh, No new leaf. If any man be in Christ, if any man be in, not in church, but any man be in Christ, if you go to the right church, you can find Christ. Don't get me wrong. If any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. Oh, I tell you, God made a new man out of me in 1966. I now have new life. I now have some new goals. I now have new attitudes, a new outlook, a new strength, new hope, a new home. Uh, God give me a new song, God give me new friends. It all because of that that I find here in the New Testament, and in the New Testament, the grace of God magnified, which for some back then was new doctrine, and how it made me a new creature. And all one day soon, I'm going to head to to a new a new home. We're thinking about uh, what, uh, what what the New Testament. My my recommendation, especially to new converts, is that you read. The New Testament over and over and over again. So I said on this program, you read about four pages a day. You can read the New Testament through four times in one year. And reading it through four times, just back to back. I promise you, you'll learn some things there that you would no other way. When you hear people teach the Word of God, when you hear people preach the Word of God, you can relate to what they're saying. And it just means something to you. Let this new man on the inside, been saved by grace, let him grow, grow in grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. All oh, New Testament, all oh, doctrine of grace, uh, new creature, all oh, making us new people. And one day soon, God is even preparing a place for us, is He not? All John talked about in the book of Revelation, all oh, the last couple of chapters there, it's called New Jerusalem. See, Jerusalem proper for this earth as God remakes this earth in the future. We're thinking about for the nation of Israel. But God gives the church also its Jerusalem, new Jerusalem. I'm glad to be God's new creature. Until next week, God bless you. It's good to be with you. Please feel free to correspond with us if you would like. Brother Munn saying goodbye.